Welcome to Kill You With Truth with my guy, Johnny Love. I want you to like. I want you to subscribe. I want you to comment. I just want your love and respect and admiration. And I want to hear from my guy, Johnny Love. Johnny Love, my man, your weekend was? My weekend was excellent, my friend. How was, how was yours? My weekend was spectacular. Got a little, uh, you know, a little romance this weekend. I'm not going to lie. Oh, all right. uh, yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. Yeah, baby. You watched uh, some, some championships? I watched some championships. Saw something really stupid from the Lions, which uh, Dan Campbell. Deion Sanders thinks that Dan Campbell makes bad game management decisions. I mean, it's not good. We'll get to that in a second. But to, you know, get through this amazing, spectacular weekend, what's the question of the day, Johnny? Uh, where's Embiid at? Where is Embiid at? How about the crowded ball arena with this particular chance? Wow, Johnny. Wow. I mean, that was a trip. And B did show up eventually with about five and a half minutes left in the game. And he gave the crowd the ears because they were booing him. Where was Embiid at? Michael Malone afterwards was not happy in total. Go ahead, Michael. Share. Here it goes from being active to out. There's going to be an investigation. So, you know, I'm sure that'll happen. And, and I'm sure that Joel hurt his, he hurt his knee in the Indiana game. Like, it's real. Like, he watched the game. He hurt his knee in that Indiana game. So, I'm sure he is hurt. But uh, it's just really tough when a player and a team that, like us, preparing for them, and then all of a sudden, last minute, he's out. But we have to do a better job of handling those situations. All right, Johnny. So... Where was Embiid? See, what Malone was thrown off was like, hey, I plan for Embiid to be there. He's warming up before the game. He's not listed on the injury report. Our mental state of mind is, hey, we're going to game plan and work around Embiid. Now, you think that through the uh, the the players for a loop? Well, I asked Nikola Jokic that. Coach Malone said he, he felt there was a letdown because of that too in the I mean, I, not on my personal side. You know, Johnny, it's that close relationship I have with Jokic <laughs> that I think means the most. You can... Not, no, I did not. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, I did not. Your coach just said it was a, you, the coach said, Johnny, it was a letdown. Yoke? I mean, maybe, no. No, no, I did no. not. No, I did not. No. It was a letdown. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't think Jokic is lying. I think with Jokic, that's just the way he approaches kind of everything. He, he's amazing. He's he's just, he's incredible. But it is a little tricky figuring out, like, you know, what do you ask Jokic? Because he's just, uh, we waited, Johnny, no lie, uh, more than an hour for Jokic to come out. We ran out of questions after about five minutes. <laughs> 
because what yeah, what do you say? The guy doesn't seem to be bothered by anything. He just takes things kind of on the surface. I think he's actually much, much deeper than that. But the degree that he wants to share that post game is, you know, minimal. After the game was over, he went over to MB and gave him a big hug and they had a laugh. And, and I think those two are, they understand each other probably better than, well, you know, any, they're, they're going through somewhat of the same thing at the same time that only they can probably understand. Um, I think Embiid was a coward because uh, Maxi was out, as was Tobias Harris. So your other two best players were out for the 38ers. You get that, Johnny? It's a joke because they're half of the 76ers. They're the... Okay, let's get it. I mean, as long as you get the joke, it doesn't have to be a good joke. So you had a little bit of intrigue because Pat Beverly said, you know, I can lock up Jamal. I've done it a million times. No big deal. Um, and Pat Beverly had a lot of energy and it was his game. And damn, it was close. It came down to the last minute of the game. Michael Porter Jr. hit a big three pointer. They won. Nobody was really satisfied with it. The crowd wasn't satisfied. The, the Michael Malone definitely wasn't satisfied because they should have blown out the 38ers. They missed like 14 free throws. I mean, the game should not have been close, way closer than it should have been. But you take the win, and tonight it's Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks, and he'll certainly be present. In terms of the Pat Beverly-Jamal Murray thing, Jamal... Patrick Beverly had some things to say after the game in Philadelphia. Did that inspire your performance at all tonight? Um, I mean, you can say whatever you want, brother. I got film of it. This is crazy. He's got film of it, Johnny. That's what I'm talking about. I got film of it. I see you. I got film. He's got film of what? I don't know. I have, I, he's got, I don't know. Back and to the left. Wait, wait. Back and to the left. That's a wholly different type of film. Yeah, that's different. That's a Zapruder film. (laughs) I don't think he's got Zapruder film. I've got him of Patrick Beverly from a grassy knoll. Meanwhile, um, we enter the world of um, idiots. And uh, the king of the idiots is Dan Campbell. And like I said, Deion Sanders thinks his management of a game was silly and foolish and not well thought out. Um, Multiple times going forward on fourth down where you should have just kicked a field goal, uh, not understanding um, how many points 10 is. And um, the Detroit Lions season, Johnny comes crashing down because Dan Campbell is dumb. I don't know how else to put it. That might sound mean, but this dude doesn't understand basic math. He hides it under the cloak of, well, we're always aggressive. Johnny, it's math. And the Kansas City Chiefs, who probably don't have as much talent as the Ravens this year, are now in the Super Bowl. And um, and the Niners, who do have the talent and played a poor first half, they did. Um, they're in the Super Bowl, too, because dummy Dan Campbell. You had a 17-point lead at halftime. You had a chance to make it a 17-point lead in the second half. And then you did not understand that uh, you didn't tie the game when you could have. 
um, and then you didn't understand down 10, you need to kick a field goal as quickly as possible to try and get the ball back. He didn't understand any of it. I mean, this is incredible that you could just not figure out basic math. And the Lions, I feel bad for their fans. Johnny, do you feel bad for Lions fans this morning? Mm, no. No, I don't. Why, I don't. Johnny? Why don't you feel bad for the fans? Well, I guess maybe the fans, but, you know, it's just it's hard to root for anything in Detroit, you know? Hey, I'm there for you. But apparently Detroit was America's team because they were just such the sad sacks of attorney, and they did throw in like 80,000 people or something in Ford Field to watch the game on TV. They were excited to watch their coach be a moron. And then after the game, he said he had no regrets. Well, of course you had no regrets. You know, when you, when you put your hand on the stove and you keep putting your hand on the stove, you don't have regrets because you're stupid. I, I, I've seen my cats go up to the stove a million times. Johnny, my cats are not smart. I, I've got dumb cats. They, they do the same. They eat their own throw up Johnny they puke and then they eat it it's you didn't like it in the first place what are you doing so the Super Bowl is the Chiefs and the um Niners and and that's the way it should be they're the the two best teams with the best coaches and ultimately isn't that what it's about and and that's what it is about because that's how important coaching actually is now Johnny I gotta ask you did you like all the Taylor Swift stuff that you saw on TV. Are you attracted and like the Taylor Swift engagement with the Chiefs and Kelsey? I think it's great, man. I think it brings in a whole new audience. I'm a, I'm a fan for it. I don't know. You know what? Damn it. I kind of am too. And I hate the Chiefs. But my my wife is really into it. Just she can't get enough of it. She was literally really watching the game and post game just to see the interaction. And when 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 Travis got that big smooch at the end, my heart did flutter a little bit. The mind blowing thing about Taylor Swift is as much attention as a football game gets. Now think about this, Johnny. What did it take to get that much attention for a football game? I mean, you need two teams. You need, uh, you know, uh, so how many players is that? 53, 100 players, another 40 coaches on both sides, something like that. There's got to be, you know, 140 people rolling out there. Taylor Swift by herself. Now, I understand she's got some dancers, but basically by herself can do the same thing in a stadium that size as a football game. That's impressive. <laughs> Taylor Swift will be at the Super Bowl, and the most remarkable thing is she won't be the halftime show. All right, Johnny. Do they get, does Usher get Taylor Swift to do something at halftime? Mm, you know, some Taylor Swift thing at halftime now. I thought about this last night. Like, I thought it'd be a great, like, little cameo, but they produced that show like six months in advance. Uh, There's yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just pops up and uh, sings that Usher song with him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wouldn't it be amazing if she was just on some sort of wire and she's in a luxury box and it's the halftime show? And then from the heavens descends Taylor Swift to just raucous applause. Listen, this Super Bowl. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say St. Taylor. Yes. I think it's hysterical. The, The rumor is she turned down doing the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, we found out at Rocky's Fest, you excited for Rocky's Fest? It was this weekend. Char- Charlie Blackman. Johnny, Charlie Blackman is a Swifty. Charlie Blackman. Here's Charlie Blackman. Um, on the upper end, I have a, a it's a, a bracelet that says Swifty. This, this particular young fan was a Taylor Swift fan, and I told her that I like some of Taylor's music too, and so she thought we could do we could wear this bracelet together. And then in the middle here, uh, I just have a bracelet with baseballs on it, which is, uh, that's my job, and I really like it, so I'm wearing <laughs> That's his job, and he really likes it. That's my job, and I really like it. So I have a bracelet of baseballs. We don't, we don't deserve Charlie Blackman. How funny is that? How how funny is Charlie Blackman? You know, I like some of the music, Taylor. So I wear this, and I have a bracelet of baseballs because it's my job, and I really like it. <laughs> you you realize like everything with Charlie Blackman is a troll, like everything the 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 walk up song, the beard, the hair. So, you know, when Charlie Blackman broke into Major League Baseball, he had no beard. He, he was clean cut, shaved, showered, the whole thing. This whole thing is a troll. Everything with Charlie Blackman is a troll. His life is a troll on people. The day he retires, he's going to cut off all his hair and his beard, and nobody will know who the fuck Charlie Blackman is. <laughs> he's a treasure, man. I love Charlie Blackman. There he is. It's Charlie Blackman. Meanwhile, Todd Helton was uh, into the Hall of Fame, which is a big deal. I think Todd might have been a little tired. Listen, I'm not going to. Hey, it's a whirlwind, man. You go from the stress of um, of finding out you're in the Hall of Fame. Then they uh, shuffle you off to Cooperstown for a day. And then, boom, Rockies Fest. I mean, Todd is, like, going all over the place. So I can't really blame Todd a little bit if he's a little bit tired as he's asked about Babe Ruth's bat. Todd? I'm in the curator room. You picked up Babe Ruth's bat. Uh-huh. What did that feel like? Did you imagine yourself swinging that? Or were, were there any bats that, man, this feels magical almost? Uh, Babe Ruth's bat didn't feel magical. It felt really heavy uh, and really light. Um, I, I don't know how you swing a bat that big. Uh, it, it was really heavy. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Johnny, uh, we've all had those moments, haven't we? We've all had those moments. What, what was the question? What, uh, uh, what? This bat? It's a big, heavy bat. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God bless it. That's funny. Um, hey, man. I, hey, Todd, I, I'm with you, man. You know, you, you go to a lot of things. What's What was the question? I don't even know what the question was at this point. What, is, is there a question? I'm talking about his big heavy bat. <laughs> his big heavy bat was magical. Is is that the question? It's it's a question. It's That's more a, of a question. Statement. That's a question that works for the baseball hall of fame and you porn. 
So anyways, hey, um, I thought that was funny. And Todd, hey, I got you back there, brother. I mean, you know, I don't know. We're talking about big, heavy bats. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I, I just got in the Hall of Fame. You know, leave me alone, right? <laughs> big, heavy bat. What's the question? <sighs> and on that note, we get to uh, Johnny. Is there anything you hate? Anything you're hating on today? Hello. Mm, no, I, I think I could jump on the Taylor Swift, uh, uh, you know, that train. But, you know, I, I think it's great. So I'm not going to hate it. Oh, I think okay. it's, a, it's a good thing for the NFL. Well, no, you know? Hold on. Are you going to root for the Chiefs? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. It's 49ers out of the way. You know, it's amazing if the Chiefs do lose because it'll be so disappointing. She'll get a double album out of that. What if she breaks up with, Ta- with Travis oh, after they lose the Super God. Bowl? Can you imagine the movie, the tour, the the record sales? Can can you imagine what that would be? She already has a 1989. Maybe this one's just 87. Wow. That's a good note. What's on the shelf? Johnny, you're my butterfly. Be my butterfly. Butterfly. (laughs) I still got it. Oh, I got to show you something that's on the shelf. I'm going to call myself out. I'm going to call myself out. Okay. Because there's a lot of books back there, right? But I picked out a book randomly um, that I've been I, – I kind of take this book and it, I, I lean my elbow on it when I talk to my dad. I need a little elbow help there. But I, I like looked a at, half inch. Johnny, look at look – at, date the Ooh. woman of your dreams. The women. The, the women ul- of your dreams. The ultimate dating guide for men. I think, you know, we can do what's on the shelf and pick things out. But I think is what's on the shelf. You can just name a page. Just name a page Ooh, of eight well, the women of your dreams. There's, and uh, There's one page I want to know about. This is the guy we should have on. Matthew R. Bushbacher. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> that can't be a real name. That can't be a real name. All right, pick out a page. Let's just... Uh, just pick out a page. Uh, well, if we're going with the date the woman of your dreams, let's go with the the one page, the uh, sixty nine. Oh, Johnny, you are so saucy. On page sixty nine. Okay. The, well, the the chapter is uh, alpha male behaviors. Alpha male behaviors, and on sixty nine, Johnny, control the conversation. You don't have to respond to everything or anything a woman says. Duh. If you don't like... (laughs) This is written down. If you don't like something she says, ignore what she said and continue on with what you want to talk about. Women are masters at redirecting conversations, and you have to be aware of this. You may be talking, and she will say something that is totally random, or has some small link to what you are saying. This can take the conversation into a direction that you don't want to get into. You can just ignore what she said. Tell her you'll address it in a minute, or even just look at her funny, and then continue on with your conversation. Dominant males <laughs> dominant males control the conversation to the direction they want to take it. Talk about what you want to talk about. Do the things you want to do. Be a dominant alpha male. Wow. Matthew Bush Bushwhacker sounds like a douche. 
<laughs> ah, and that's how we kill you with truth.